0: are listening to This qpoc Life, a podcast that looks at the world through the lens of a queer person of color. We strive to be a safe and inclusive listening space for queer people of color. We also have a variety of views and opinions, so please leave yours on our website life, on our Facebook page or send us a tweet at thisqpac life. Help us to build this QPOC community. Now, while you're at it, make sure to just to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. And now, guess what, y'all? We're on Spotify. Just look for This QPOC Life on your fave platform. Now, don't forget to check out our Patreon page. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron of This QPOC Life. You can invest in this podcast and help us continue to create quality content by and for QPOC.
1: Oh, that was very well timed. Nice. Thank you. I
0: think I've listened to this track enough times, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know.
1: Are you able to adjust the volume? Because it was no. I mean, like for the listeners in editing.
0: Oh no! Yeah, yeah. It will not be that
1: loud. Oh, okay. I was concerned. I nope. had concerns.
0: <laughs> you
1: always have concerns. You I need to go to the woman Deacon Board. With
0: concerns, <laughs> I need the to speak to your manager.
2: <laughs> the most dangerous game.
1: What was the most dangerous game? Was like high school literature. Yes. And, oh, they need to remake that movie, that movie with Idris Elba. Yeah, oh. And who would be the bad guy? Okay, hold on. Let's tell the listeners what it is first. <laughs> and I don't know if we're going to cut it out or what, but... The I most, don't know
0: what you're talking Okay, about. this is great. Because it's <laughs> the a, most
1: dangerous game is human. That's what it is. It is. Like, but it, it's this, it's this uh, short story that you had to read in high school, at least in Mississippi, and probably other curricula in the South, um, where this man... I don't know. He's like a, a retired hunter or something, and he gets invited to an island. Mm-hmm. And I think the guy's name was Zaroff, And yeah, I don't remember. He's any like super names. rich, and like he's invited over to his mansion on an island. And he uh-huh. was like, "Yes, I am also a world class hunter." And then <laughs> like. I don't know the guy. That's the retired hunter. He realizes that like he needs to escape the mansion, so he's trying to get back to the dock. But like he's being hunted by Zerov, and it's like a game of cat and mouse. But it, it's also a short story. But I'm like shit that you just said that, Carlos, and now I'm like I triggered you. I'm you so triggered sorry. that memory because that was one of my favorite stories. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Speaking of feeling triggered, you may call me Joey. <laughs> that is Joe with no e, and that's how you'll find me. On the internet, wherever fine social media is available, my pronouns are they, them, theirs, and...
1: Wait for it, because there's a theme.
0: Mm. Garnet.
2: I see it. Garnet, platinum, mango, and champagne. So I'm thinking a
1: yacht on its way to an island Mm -hmm. to play.
2: Ooh, and garnet, like, is that, like, a piece of jewelry we have on? Is that, like, the color of the sunset? Is
0: that... We're going to, we're going to, this is going to keep
1: going and we're going to see how the story unfolds. It's high bougie princess before she cuts her hair off. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes.
2: It's the raspberry that we throw into the champagne.
1: Is that (laughs) garnish? That's garnish, isn't it?
2: That is a garnish, but raspberries could be garnet colored. They could. Um, That's a little dark. As a garnish. As a garnish. (laughs) And on that note, my name's Carlos Frios and you can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at Trey Fabulo. My pronouns are he, she, they.
1: Them, theirs, and hers And she is not a garnish. Thank you. I could be a garnish, but I'm Jonathan, <laughs> aka Blasian FMA, everywhere on the internet. So look me up. My pronouns are he, him, and his.
0: Yes. We have a very exciting show for you today. It has been a week and a half in just five days. But in the meantime, this is... This q This I this lace Hey This in the You This lace hey. 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 my life <laughs> the the response to to the theme song has been so has funny. been so
1: positive. Who was that on Twitter that said they were whining to the damn thing? Pull up,
0: pull up the tweet. Pull I'm up. trying to find I the need, tweet. His I name. We need I, um, a receipt. I, well, I need to shout out. a good for one of them. A boy with a rab strap on on my Instagram, right, Carlos? Carlos cannot contain themselves no. right now. Who commented on my Instagram? I about just died. It was amazing. I was making
1: hot dogs
0: for <laughs> this damn <good> one. <laughs> That is so cute, Bog. The <laughs> listeners just be doing
1: everything while listening I to this podcast. I was my hot
0: dog water to this. Now, this will break your heart, Carlos. I about dropped the avocado on the floor along Ooh, with my ass. No, scene. Oh, no. I dropped the like, ass
1: on the floor. Yeah, I'm like, drop the and moodies. the avocado. No. The uh,
0: avocados uh, are dropping
2: avocados on booties. I can get we down can with that. do this.
1: Petty Belafonte said, how do you say this first word? Dutty. De- Okay, Dutty wine. Le, le, okay. No, 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 patrons get he to hear whine. that. I don't know what Dutty Whining is, but Haven't here we go. Have you
0: seen enough Beyonce performances by now?
1: Let me just start again. <laughs> <laughs> Penny Belavante says, Dutty Whines in my chair while listening to the new This Cupac Life theme oh, song. Yes. Oh, thank you. Well, means, so we did a great job. Don't get job. fired, girl. Yes.
2: Oh my gosh. So what's going on? How you been? How you been? Ooh. How you been? So it has been a week. We've had so much going on and self-care, especially now when apparently bombs are just going to every oh. single person and half of these people are in New York City.
0: But mm. don't come for Maxine Waters because she will find your she fingerprints. Ain't and she said scared. She Wait. said, I ain't
1: scared. I saw y'all talking about this in the thing earlier. What ha- so what is this about a fingerprint? Is the it about Ma- Maxine Waters? No. So the MAGA bomber, right?
0: he got caught because he left a fingerprint on the bomb That went to Maxine Waters. Maxine, this
1: dumbass.
2: Detective Maxine is here, and
1: she is ready. (laughs) She
2: is ready to take people straight to court, down the hall to to impeachment, impeachment. and into the slammer, honey's.
0: Like, ugh.
2: So, in these complicated times, (laughs) it is very important that we get our
1: self care on. It really is.
2: And so, the question that I have for you,
1: Jonathan. Oh, how are you doing? Child, you know this was a struggle for me this week. Um, actually, it's been pretty good. I did get my hair braided. I like, yes. this is a look, okay? It is a look. But, it's and giving I,
2: me 90s. It's, 90s. it's me Martin and Gina and Shaneneh. Really? All that? <laughs> I was I'm thinking all Cleo
1: from Set It Off, but...
2: Okay. <laughs> Also accessible.
1: <laughs> JoJo really like that. You know what else? They need to remake Set It Off if <laughs> they're going to remake a bunch of shit. <laughs> this is but the, but this here's, is here's the, remake the truth the of film. it. With Tiffany remake, Haddish.
0: Th- it, yep, but they can bring her on as a supplemental because you know all those all the women from Set it, still it Off there.
1: still look just still look as exactly good. <laughs> oh wait, but they died in Set It Off except for Jada, right?
0: Set It yes. Off 2, Electric Boogaloo.
1: <laughs> bring them back from the dead. <laughs>
0: Setting it, it off in down. her. No, but but, isn't that Viola Davis movie coming out? Oh shit!
1: With uh, Cynthia Arivo, yeah, yeah. Cynthia Arivo
0: looks like she's ready to cut a bitch, and I'm here for it. Is that out already? It's coming out.
1: Okay, yeah, that's a movie where uh, like she has a husband that was in the business of robbing people or something, and Mm -hmm. then. That he gets killed. It's all in the trailer y'all. Is that I'm not like the
2: bad me. times at the hotel or whatever? Or is that a different movie? I don't
1: know it's to Cynthia different, really is another like, movie, like
2: the bad times at yeah. like the Ridgemont Hotel or something. Mm-hmm. I don't But,
1: know. but anyway, so, so like you get your hair braided. So I got my hair braided, but there's a little story behind this and for the life of me, I can't remember where I talk about these things, but I'll just say it again. Like I last week I told the story about the podcast, and so this week I don't know if I told this. Long story short, I haven't had braids since like high school. Mm-hmm. And I grew up around a lot of people in Memphis. Like, there was a key point in my life, like after high school, during college, slash after college, those years, early 20s basically, mm-hmm. where the people I was around were like, oh, you a bum if you a grown ass man and you wear braids. And so that <laughs> kind of like stuck with me. Sure. And uh, and um, I and wasn't then, the one wearing the braids, but I always heard people right. saying that. And then you moved to New York. But, but then I moved <laughs> to New York, and I realized that those same people who said shit like that were also the same people that said shit like, don't hate the sin, hate the sinner. Hmm. And I was like, okay, so these people have no credibility, and so I can try to put braids in my hair again at the age of 34. Well, I showed a few people, and like one person, uh, we talk about him on here, Damon, one of my good Mm. judies, was (laughs) like, Oh, oh, look, oh, look, mother, it looks like you found your look. And I was like, It was just like one of those really slow motion, like the uh, Instagram. (laughs) I was like, Yes, bitch. So I've been rocking some braids. I've been, which one? What is that one? The Super Super Zoom. zoom. The Super Zoom. Um, So I've been rocking the braids. and I got them at first, and then I took them down, and my hair is just all over the place. So this time, I the second time I got them, uh, I took them down, uh, and then the same day, like, I washed them and I got them again. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, they be charging a lot. Like, yeah, okay. you have to get a haircut when you get braids. So, like, the haircut was $25, and then the braids were $45. chow. Then tax, and then the tip. I basically spent $100. $100 on your hair. So I was like, chow, is this the life? Well, but better I'm, stay cute for a little bit if you're spending that much money on it. Right. Better I'm get that. wearing little silk things in my hair now. Yeah, go to sleep and Better stuff. get that satin cap, girl. Yeah. Well, that being said, JoJo, how you doing? <laughs> The, the, the
0: I can't, the, I can't, the, the, I the can't with the panic point. <laughs> it was like so we're going to who, who to, to toss pass it, it to. And, and Jonathan's just waving his finger around, like, who do we go to? Where it was like, like
1: I was driving a train and there were two tracks, and like I was going to kill people either way. So, like, which way do I go? <laughs> it
0: was the wildest game of eeny, meeny, miny, moe I have ever seen. It was the seen. most
1: dangerous game. That's the title <laughs> That's y'all are like going to have to go read that story.
0: All
1: right. <laughs> Go Google it now. The most dangerous game.
0: I'm having a really good week. I want to just say thank you to y'all and to our listeners for this space to let me get all of that off of my chest last week. I feel like I've this week just sort of reconnected with what it is that gets me up in the morning. And part of that is having this life where I get to create myself every single day. Mm -hmm. And I want to encourage other people to create themselves. Every single day. And to think about the things that they've always dreamed of doing and to just go for it and to give it your best damn shot. And I had the opportunity to do that this week with a friend of mine. Their artist name is Justine. Justine. And we were in the studio on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We were, we've were we been working together over the summer with another producer uh, who's part of a band called Bodega Dream. Check them out. And we were in the studio. It's a studio that I've been wanting to work in for a long time called The Brewery in Brooklyn. Hmm. And what I wasn't expecting was how at home we were going to feel. The engineer was great, and he was really, really great about making it feel like a safe space. So we just felt like we were kicking back with an old friend while we were in the studio. We were in there for like six hours pumping wow. out songs. And you know how I run things. that We ran that like a tight ship, mm-hmm. and we were ahead of schedule. So I got a chance to jump in the vocal booth and put some vocals down for a song I'm going to be releasing in the next few oh, weeks. Oh, get ready, kids. And, Previews. You know, I'm like, you know what, this, this is the time, this is the moment for me to just go out and do this. So that was awesome. The album I produced for my other friend, the Spoken Word album, we uploaded it and it will be distributed next week on November the 1st. So this week, by the time our listeners are hearing this, yeah. Uh, so Thursday, that'll be available for you to check out. My friend's name is Travis Montez, and the album is called "The Roads in Me." I'm really, really proud of the work that we did. Mm, so, can't wait! Please check it out. I would love to get Travis on the on the podcast to talk about that because it's a celebration of queer love, um, and it's just beautifully written. And uh another thing I did
1: this week was paint my nails. I know, and it's this yes, beautiful gray color. It's a very good color.
0: Thank you. I so like my my sister actually lent me this nail polish when we were doing the tonewall gig in Boston. Oh yes. And there was just like there There's was no, no time for anybody to to put nail polish on because you know I don't like putting nail polish on. Right. But I looked at the color this week and I was just like, this gray is really, really nice. Yeah. I put it on and it just felt right. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it just feels like it's on. It's on brand for me. Yeah, it, works. <laughs> it matches what
1: you're wearing.
0: Thank you. I just, I'm, I'm really feeling it, and so I, I like it because, like, as someone who's masculine presenting, just the act of painting your, your, your nails, it can be off-putting to some people because we regard <clears> it as something that's such a feminine act. Right. But this color, like, I've developed over the past several months, this like symbolic attachment to the color gray because I feel like gray is non-binary. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. like it's what exists between black, black and, and white. white. Okay. So, yeah, I just it just feels like this is my thing and I'm I think I'm going to keep doing it.
1: Good. But is that gray or blue? It is gray. Child, I am colorblind with gray and blue then.
0: It's a cool gray.
1: It's a very—it has—so it's a gray that has blue undertone. Okay, mm-hmm. good, because I thought I had a revelation about myself. I'm sorry.
0: I no. think I just need to get a different brand of nail polish because this is a little streaky, but, you know,
1: it's, it's okay. It's all good. It's a journey, honey. No? I we're... wanted to talk about, like, how you mentioned every morning you wake up, you get a chance to rebuild or build yourself up. Uh-huh. One thing that I want people to know out there, if you see—like, if you follow JoJo, for instance, you see JoJo in the studio— and, like, it's a legit studio, and the camera pans back between the person at the the booth or whatever mm-hmm. and then the person in the studio. And you think to yourself, oh, see, but that's JoJo, and JoJo's a host of a podcast, and they're doing this and they're doing that. And it's like, but you could do the same thing, too. Yeah. Right. Like, because
0: what y'all forget is that I'm still trying to—I'm still working on making the rent paid from month to month, as y'all have heard me do. Mm-hmm. And that's not easy work. To do, and I'm not making a whole lot of money, and I'm not living this fancy, glamorous life, but I am sure as hell making the best out of it, the, the best that I can. You're doing
1: stuff that feeds your spirit. Mm-hmm. So keep
0: doing that, y'all. Speaking of keep doing it and feeding your spirit.
2: And maybe even feeding your body from time to
0: time. Carlos. How's
2: this keto life going? This keto life is on a wonderful trajectory. So uh, I weigh myself every day, which I know I shouldn't do because Mm -mm. that becomes super obsessive or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I did weigh myself this morning. I am down 14 pounds. (gasps) Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. That's one dress size and a half. So... Um, that's really exciting. I am continuing to make strides in that direction, so that's great. And I got my doctor's test results back. I'm I'm good from like a STI and everything perspective, so that's awesome. Squidgy clean. I do need to keep an eye on my liver and a little bit of my cholesterol, so I'm gonna continue to watch what I'm eating and mm-hmm. exercise a little bit more, but mm-hmm you know in general doing good feeling good um it has been another last week was a crazy week because we had an internal audit that i had mentioned mm-hmm. my work and they continued to be here throughout this week so oh it's been a very busy week i've also had a few people on my team who've been out um and so it's just it's been a lot of coverage it's been a little crazy one of my one of my people that i brought in about a month ago mm-hmm. well her one month anniversary was yesterday and mm-hmm. then The other person who works on my payroll team and has been sort of flying solo and supporting me with a lot of this audit stuff, you know, they've both been rocking it out this week. And I was like, you know what? We're going to do something nice for ourselves. So first I took my payroll manager and we were (laughs) real hood and we went to Buffalo Wild Wings (laughs) for lunch because she likes wings and I like wings and I can eat wings on this keto life as long as they're not breaded. And so we went and we got some wings. It was real cute. And then I ordered... Some champagne to come oh. to the office. Oh. So I did a champagne toast with. Is that my, allowed? I mean, I can do it. I'm a boss. Okay. So <laughs> uh, I did a champagne toast with uh, myself, my newer hire. Uh, Who had been here for a month to like celebrate her month and closing out the month, and then for my my payroll manager for doing just an amazing job. And it's it's the little things that like do add up, and people appreciate that stuff. So it's good. And it's not I'm not doing it because I want like you're not doing it to bribe anyone. I'm not doing it to bribe people. Right. I'm doing it because I want to show them that I support and that I care. And there's a lot of ways you can do that, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So you I, know, I'm shooting you. The, we're both in corporate America, and I'm looking at you like you're gonna get the payroll man drunk or payroll person drunk. Right. Well, she, fucking up everybody's <laughs> checks. Like my check got fucked up last week.
2: That's not gonna happen. Longer. One drink. But no, we're we're fine. And we had already eaten. And then I finished up Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I mean, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yes. Uh, And I got them godly cakes. Was there more uh, I mean, there just continues to be all that stuff. It's really fun. With final boss. Uh, Yeah, I beat beat everybody. It's very interesting. And I'm not going to do any spoilers. But um, when you play through the main story of assassin's creed odyssey it feels almost anticlimactic when you get to the end because the the what would you what you would call the main campaign is really about the the fam like your family you can you get to a natural endpoint of that game and then it's literally just like the last scene but it's not this like grand pronouncement or whatever like there's other things you can do to like Mm -hmm. beat some of the optional bosses and beats like an evil syndicate or whatever but you don't actually have to do those to complete the main storyline of the game.
1: So, Like, to get the credits rolling.
2: Right. Well, there's not even credits. What? Yeah. Mm. So it's interesting. It ended, and I was like, oh, is, is the game over? Like, I didn't feel... So that was, was kind like of interesting. like a bad grinder hookup. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> probably. Yes. That's probably exactly what it was like, actually. You're talking like you
1: never had a bad grinder hookup before. I've had
2: bad many hookups, um, including really bad sex with an ex for, like, Six months, which oh, we don't need to dive into. Not but. on your
1: self care. I'm sorry. Thank for even you. Throwing you. No, on that no, trajectory. that's fine. We'll, we'll have
0: that. We'll on have that discussion podcast. on a separate podcast. That'll
1: well, be that'll be a different deep dish topic. Yes. <laughs> so last year you got the Assassin's Creed the Egypt one origins, yeah, and then you got the Odyssey one. So when I played Assassin's Creed, it was part one and part two. Sure. Is it still like this? I don't think this is spoilery, but is it still having to do with someone in the present day going back? In yes. the machine and then, like, living their ancestors' life Yeah, so
2: there's, there's still, it's, they call it the Animus, right? That's the mm-hmm. name of the system yep. or whatever. And in the first and second one, I haven't played them, but from what I've heard, in the first and second ones, like, you follow the main character in the present day, and he's going to this very specific, like, company called Abstergo, and mm-hmm. they are they run yep. the Animus. Yep. And then I believe that's still the same case in the third one. Uh, and the third one, it actually, I think they go rogue, like, and they're in a separate place. Yep with an animus thing. And then in the fourth one, you're a new player character and you go to Abstergo. And then everything after that has been kind of these going rogue and doing it not at a specific place. So, that's been really interesting. Um, in this particular one, again, it's a going rogue and like doing it on your own, but they're still going in the animus and using
1: all that technology. And this is all building toward like what? Like, well, is it like Resident Evil and Umbrella Corporation is just kind of looming in the darkness? Yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to see what they do next. And from what I've heard,
2: they're actually taking a year off. So they've done sort of yearly releases for a really long time. Last year, between the one set in London called Syndicate and then the one set in Egypt called Origins, they did a, a year break. They didn't actually do one like one right after the other. And then this one... Came right after the year. Excuse me. This one came the year right after Origins. And from what I've heard, they're taking another year break. And I think they really need to figure out what they want to do with the storyline, what they want to do with the overarching narrative, yeah. and where they want to go next. Because they can't. I mean, they could, I guess, go further back, but it doesn't really make sense. So right. I'm curious to see what they do. Who knows? But I'm I'm here for the ride, and I'm here for what my again one of my favorite things. We talked about this uh, when we were talking about our video game things a long time ago on another episode. What I like is the escape and being able to do something different and, like, go into a different world. And so that's what I enjoy about it. So I'm curious to see what happens next.
1: Yeah. All good things must come to an end, though. And I hope they figure that out before Assassin's Creed becomes like a, I know.
2: And some people have already said that they jumped the shark several years ago. But I, I think there might be still a little bit of story. But they mm-hmm. need to bring it to a close at some point. And speaking of bringing it to a close, we're going to bring the self-care section to a close. But we've got lots to talk about today. We're going to talk about politics. We're going to talk about trans- Erasure, which is happening. People, we need to fix that. Uh, what happens when a white woman decides that blackface is an okay thing to do? And when another black woman feels like somehow she's graduated into whiteness. Oh Lord. Sure. And we're back with the tea. The tea. And the tea is hot. It's still with stevia because you know I can't I can't drink
1: that sugar, kids. Not in keto life. Do you like our Not background music? Like our little background effects. effects. The hissing. I was being the teapot. <laughs> That's me dropping this all the like stuff. This is
0: Halloween. What is when, Like those international cafe commercials from like the nineties. Oh, oh my gosh. This is not me doing ASMR, folks, I promise.
2: Thank you. So we've got a lot going on, especially with
0: our federal
2: government. Oh, bless them.
0: So the government— No, no, fuck all of them. Fuck all of them. (laughs) Because the government is weighing
2: changes to legal definitions of what sex and gender are. And there has been a memo that has been trying to be circulated around in Washington— Through this insane administration.
1: Insane.
2: That is trying to define gender as male, strictly male or Or female female. based on some quote unquote science that says you're either one or the other
1: based on genitalia, based
2: on genitalia and maybe chromosomes. I don't know. I don't even know if they believe in those things and that we're no longer taking into account any of the science that we've seen up until this point or any of the psychology that we work through up until this point when it comes to people's gender identity. Mm. And Mm -mm -mm. this is an issue for very many reasons. But first and foremost, we have to remember that gender is a spectrum. Right. Thank you. And there are people who are all up in and through and
1: maybe even outside of the spectrum if they don't Thank subscribe you. to and it. And you don't even have to feel it, you can see it. And like we have been seeing it in these past few years and now it's been we've been recognizing gender as a spectrum. For a long time now.
2: Yeah, and and we've gotten lots of inclusion. We've had a lot of people have new types of thinking around this. We've seen a lot of visibility in our media. Mm -hmm. And this just feels like such a regressive step back. And I'm really glad, not really glad that this is happening, but I am glad that there are members of our community who are standing up and saying this is absolutely not going to happen. We have to remember... Our trans family, who is the smallest portion of the LGBTQ plus community, but they are also the, the people who vulnerable. get the most shit thrown at them on a routine basis. And yes. so we need to stand up for this part of our community. So if you are listening to the sound of my voice, I need you to check in on your trans friends, your non binary friends, give them a hug if that's something that you all do. Mm-hmm. And make sure that they're okay, because you know what? This is an exhausting time to be a trans person or a non-binary person in this America.
0: Or maybe even just let them vent. Yeah. Because Lord knows I've needed to. (laughs) And I have very good friends that I've been able to do that with. In addition
2: to talking about trans erasure on a federal level, we're also looking at a law in Massachusetts um, that is aimed at protecting transgender people from discrimination, which is sending uh, a broad message to the nation. And this is called Amendment Three. That's being voted on in the state of Massachusetts. Our good friend Laverne Cox. Not that we know her, you know, <laughs> but but she's. I feel like she's my friend because I, I see her on Facebook and we shared she just space posts, before. So yeah, we have shared space, and she's just she's fucking awesome. I love her. Um, she has been on a mission in Massachusetts and she has appeared recently in Boston and talked through about, uh, voting yes on three. And she said, one of my favorite things that she said during, uh, the video that I saw on Facebook was we need to choose love today and not fear Mm -hmm. and vote
0: yes on question three to protect our trans family. And we're going to play a clip from that interview,
2: right? Right. Whether it was uh, Will and Grace or Ellen on television,
1: where all of a sudden, oh my God, they're like me in so many ways. My sense is that while laws like question three and its protection are really important, it's people like you, uh, like Christine Hallquist, who's running for governor Mm -hmm. in Vermont on the democratic ticket, first transgender candidate in a major American party. That's what cracks people's minds open, not just laws. Am I not right about that?
2: I, I,
0: I, I think you are right about that. And I'm glad you did a study that determined that 84% of Americans don't personally know someone trans. So the representations that we have in the media are critical. But when we have laws that stigmatize and scapegoat transgender people, it sends a message to trans folks that we're second class citizens. And it sends a message to folks who are not trans that it's okay to treat trans people as second class citizens and it emboldens them to treat us badly. That's, <laughs> so, so laws don't necessarily change hearts and minds, but it's important that our government does not scapegoat us, does not um, take away our liberties and take away our dignity. So with the way that things are going in the world right now, federal government leaking memos of intentions to roll back trans rights, crazy people sending bombs to anti-Trump figures as you heard us talk about before, we've got sexual abusers being elected to the highest court in the land things can seem hopeless. I know I have had to take several news media breaks over the past couple of weeks just to sort of get away from it all. So what can we do? And we've pushed this issue again and again, and the answer is vote, okay? Now, the realists in me recognize that some states, such as the one we're in, New York, are unlocked to be part of the blue wave, and there are other states that are solid reds. But we also know that some states are up for grabs due to the ever-changing nature of politics, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that being said, in the age of the internet, it is more likely that you know someone or know someone who knows someone who lives in the states where the battle is even more important. While you may not be able to vote in those states, it's always good to stay informed about what's going on and... Shout out to Vox for this really great article that we're gonna link to the show notes in that talks about the hot states in the upcoming midterm elections. And I'm going to read through the key states right now. It's uh, so if
1: you're out there and you're listening to this, make sure that you, if your state is mentioned, you get your ass out there.
0: Or if you're <laughs> on you vote, if you're on states.
1: Oh, right, yes. or if you have some friends, right. or relatives, it's very you important. Let them know that if your mom involved in these places. Your
0: or mom, and them. the music minister you used to mess around with, oh. lives in one of those states. Hello,
1: mm,
0: tell them That's to deep. vote. I mean, speaking of church hurt. So these states are West Virginia, North Dakota, Missouri, Montana, Indiana, and Florida. And then we need to win these Republican-held seats in Nevada, Arizona, Tennessee, and Texas in order to win the 51 seats we need to move the needle blue.
2: Exactly. And
0: it
1: has never been more important. And some of these are like, really, it could go either way. Like Texas right now, it's pretty much a big purple state. And Mm -hmm. uh, who's there? It's It's Ted Cruz Cruz and, and Beto. Yeah, so I watched that debate and it i I don't live in Texas, but I you know, I'm really watching that one very close. Then there are other places like uh, North Dakota. We talked about it last week, this voter suppression and how they think that the uh, Republican, who is it? Kelvin Kramer, He pretty much has a big lead. But, like, I'm waiting for the the Native American population, the natives that live there to band together and come over the hill at the last moment.
2: Mm-hmm. And I run just to the in with all the ballots. With all the
1: ballots, like it, their, just by the with bus their voter IDs, <laughs> by and the they came up with those made-up names, those
2: penny names that we came up with last week. <laughs> Listeners, if you have petty street names for our Native American police in North, da- North Dakota to let put on know. their IDs, please let us know on our Twitter or Facebook page. And then also
1: like uh, Marsha Blackburn and Phil Bredesen in Tennessee. Like Taylor Swift got involved, and that's when the upside down was complete. When we we're like, like right, what? oh
2: we're like, my lord, oh Taylor Swift has now suddenly become woke, although she's not. But,
0: you know. So remember, y'all, it, we'll say it again. If you live in one of those key states or you know people who live in those key states, trust and believe that these red hat Republicans are going to be mobilized to vote, especially given this caravan that's traveling through Mexico right now, mm-hmm. which is bringing up this key issue for a lot it's of them it's really as stirring voters, them up
1: it's really stirring them up to be like oh i need to get to the polls
0: exactly and you've got you've got the president saying that there are quote unquote middle easterners in like, this caravan as right. though they're terrorists even if they're in the freaking caravan to begin with <laughs> using that as a scare tactic that is absolutely going to mobilize his base so right. we have to
1: mobilize hours. Right. This base needs to be if it's not the the rollback of trans rights and uh, the erasure of trans people, these bombs you know, we need to also be mobilized. Uh, well, we're not even at the bloop of the week yet. Girl. But I'm already tired. I think life is the bloop of the week. <laughs> right. Right. Damn. But this next story is too precious to pass up. A young black girl named Treasure appeared oh, treasure. with her family, who is also black on Dr. Phil. Let's take a really quick listen. I know a lot of people take issue with my beliefs. I'm white. I'm a Caucasian because everything about me is different from an African American. I have naturally straight hair. My hair isn't nappy, it doesn't require weave. My nose is not like African Americans. My lips are perfect, they're not too big and they're not too small, they're just perfect. My ears, I don't have black people ears because they're really giant. Most African Americans speak ghetto, but when it comes to black people, I think they're all ugly and have nothing in common with them. I'm different from African Americans because I'm white. My figure is just like Kim Kardashian and she's a wonderful role model. I act and I think like a white person instead of a black person. Y'all, this could not have come at a better time than right before Halloween. I am just waiting for someone to be her. I
0: have to stay back here for a minute, y'all. I'm sorry. I put this.
1: I put that video on one of our friends, Sasha Pierce Davenport. Adopted, shout out to Sasha. Who, shout, yeah, shout out to Sasha, who is a white uh, woman. Um,
2: she's a white woman of color. Right.
1: Booking cruise gigs though. Right. For But um, like I just flashed back to like Sasha, and I flashed back to um Joanne the scammer. <laughs> this is my Caucasian house and all this like it's funny in that way and then it's also funny that like it's just so asinine and it's very easy to make fun of her but the truth is
0: I have naturally um, straight hair I'm like girl girl no the whole whole segment that is a hot iron yes (laughs) every day she had a hot comb (laughs) moment maybe some lie Mm. Oh, not lie, Jesus, (laughs) not again.
1: (laughs) Well, the whole segment is on the Dr. Phil website, and honey... Social media had a lot to say about this, but I wanted to really quickly discuss not only this little girl um, and the negative things that she has had to say about her own people, but the way that um, internalized self-hate can kind of manifest itself in us as queer people of color. I really feel like that's a whole other episode now Yeah, at It really this point. is. I but, mean, um,
0: shoot, we could talk about that on Grindr just by itself. Yeah, there's oh, a lot to oh be my talk- Lord. spoken
1: about there. But um, I encourage you to, if you're, you were even the least bit intrigued or if you've seen this floating around social media, then you probably have only seen the short clip that Dr. Phil show their site has uploaded. There's all they have basically the whole show. You just need to go to uh, their website and check it out and see how they get uh, a life coach, a very successful black woman from Atlanta, Mm -hmm. to kind of intervene with her. And um, she really goes toe-to-toe with this little girl. Mm. So it's it's very cool to watch. You
0: know what I would absolutely be intrigued to know, and this goes out to all of our listeners, like how does that, I mean, for us in this room, we see that happening in relationships with, mostly with other men, right? Mm -hmm. But for those of you out there who are, identify as women who are also in relationships with women how does that manifest itself hmm I would really, really love to hear that perspective. So, if you have that perspective to offer, let us know. Shoot us an email, or if you use the Anchor app, you can leave us a message and talk to us about that too. Mm-hmm. Or get in touch with us, and we'll set up like a, a time to talk. Or you can come to the studio. That would be a really great conversation to have. So let's bring that that,
1: yeah. that to the table. We should definitely do an episode on it. Like what I was thinking was like just the way how masculinity is so prevalent in the gay part of the LGBTQ. Our whole Existence Mm -hmm. and how we really demonize femininity. Sure. And so some people are they don't see the spectrum and they just think being gay themselves. And I've been there is just feminine. And so you don't even associate yourself with being gay. It's like I fuck dudes, but I'm not gay. Like what? Right. What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, there'll be a whole. I think we'll have a whole episode on that.
2: Blippity bloppity bloop of the week, (laughs) y'all. It is that time once again. And it's not only time for the bloop of the week, but as we're recording, we are all getting ready for our favorite holiday, question mark, because it's a fun holiday, but it's also a really problematic holiday, and that is... Halloween, mm. And with Halloween comes some of the unavoidable discussions on what's appropriate and what's not appropriate, what might be appropriation. Um, and it's coming out in the media and it's coming out on social media. And more specifically, it's coming out with... Nobody in this room's friend. One <laughs> <was laughs> Megan Kelly mm. on her NBC morning show, she was talking about blackface. Now, I've seen a lot, I've seen a lot when it comes to Black Panther and costumes that are coming out this year and whether or not it's appropriate for white children to dress up as Black Panther. And one of the things that has come up is this idea of blackface, and Megan Kelly on her show basically defended blackface. And said that when she was growing up, it was nothing to change your skin to be a character. And also mentioned that when she was speaking to one of the housewives of New York, who dressed up as Diana Ross, she had the afro wig and the darker skin tone. And so she didn't see the issue. Well, although Megyn Kelly did not see the issue, everybody else saw the issue. Mm, Social media gathered her... Very quickly. immediately, And she was on the next day on her television show with the whitest of tears. <laughs> just apologizing for her stupid fucking ass. Because you know that someone at some executive producer level gave her a stern talking to.
0: Mm-hmm. Me as the Beyonce gift drowning in white tears.
2: Yes, drowning, like, <laughs> truly, like a bottle of water and, like, it's just filled with white tears. Like... In addition to the internet getting her together, I got to give a shout out to Al Roker, of all people, what up, on the Mr. show. Roker? One of the most, like, non-threatening black people <laughs> that you'll ever, like, he... I mean, now that Bill Cosby is over and canceled, like, he is, like, the next closest thing, right? True, true. He got her together, and I want you all to listen to this shade, y'all.
1: Well, she apologized to the staff. She owes a bigger apology to folks of color around the country, because this is a history, going back to
0: the 1830s, minstrel shows to to mean and denigrate uh, a race wasn't right. I'm old enough to have lived through Amos and Andy, Mm -hmm. where you had white people in blackface playing two black characters, with just magnifying the worst stereotypes about black people. And that's what the big problem is.
1: See, like, there's no people, and immediately people will tell you. Because I did a video on YouTube of this earlier this week when it first happened with Megan Kelly, like, the day of, like, later that day. And one of the comments came through and was like, oh, but the Wayans brothers can do white girls, and it's fine. Yes, because there's not a history of anybody putting on white makeup to denigrate the white race. Right. Like or hold them back or keep them out of shows or make fun of them and flatten their image. This is just a
2: typical tactic. It's whataboutism. It's, it's, it's gaslighting. It's, yeah, you're it's trying typical. to make you feel like you're crazy. And it's like, no, actually, this is not okay and it's fucked up. And it's because of these systems of power and oppression that have With hurt receipts. That like, have hurt communities of color and women for
1: centuries, right? Yeah. Hello. And continue to hell. Uh, just the U.S. Open when that person drew that cartoon of Serena Williams throwing a fit. Like y'all, it's it's a thing. It happened. We can tell you that people were kept out of the club or black people r- were represented in this way for up to a hundred years. It continues this day. So, like, when you come with these false equivalency arguments of like, well. A, I it to be equal both ways, or uh, B, uh, you know, the Wayne's brothers did this, or or any other thing. Like, one dumbass on the comments of my uh, videos was like, well, I'm offended as a weekend because hundreds of witches were burned in the 1600s, and now people are dressing up as witches. What the fuck are you even doing? Like, what kind of stupid-ass argument is that? People just are not sensitive to it's folks, and then miss. they come. Yeah. yeah it, It's even beyond fake wokeness when people come with that dumb witch thing. Like, what are you even talking about? Like, are you trying to bring down the seriousness of an actual issue that has receipts and affects a community? I could go on for hours about this. I'm just, I'm annoyed.
0: It's like our friends at once said.
1: I think that Halloween is an opportunity for white people to take off one hood and put on another.
0: (laughs) 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 <laughs> it's a reset for white people. And then. with that, we're gonna be right back with a whole bunch of fond memories after the break. Alright kids, you know what time it is? Peanut butter jelly time? Jelly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
2: that was my inner South Florida hood rat just like
0: came out in a very mighty way. But I appreciate her. Thank you. And you know who else I appreciate? Who? Our listeners.
1: <gasps> oh, Yay we To love the our listeners.
0: listeners. So last week we celebrated our first birthday yes. as a podcast, we were toddling along. And now we are toddling a little more sure-footedly. I don't know if sure-footedly is a word, but we're going to go with it. Sure. So. We want to celebrate with you, and to start, I want to share some milestones with you all.
1: Yeah, because we're that extra bitch that celebrates their birthday for multiple weeks out of the year. Oh, like, like people who have a birthday month? Yeah, for, and oh, they send themselves girl. gifts, like, for every day. Yes. And they have to take off work for the entire week right. surrounding their birthday. I I hope nobody else here is like that, but I'm not. Like, I'll i am mean, go to work on I my birthday. I think JoJo
0: is low-key like that. Oh, right. I, I mean— <laughs> Birthday
2: concerts. <laughs>
0: I always—because
2: JoJo's a Leo. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> My birthday is a moment. Plus, I have to make it a moment for people to show up because it's in August and no one comes to, to summertime birthday parties. Well, Barack we Obama's We have <laughs>
1: summertime birthdays. Yeah, we do. We it's have Carlos prime Ward. birthdays at that. We're like Vanilla and Fang at the end of Final Fantasy. That's uh, <laughs> Damn. <laughs>
0: um,
1: but getting back to this celebration,
0: um, how many times do you think our podcast has been listened to over the past year?
1: Mm. One year? Mm-hmm. hmm <laughs> can't be over 10,000 because i know a lady in a facebook group that about podcasts and she's been on for 5 years and just broke 10,000
0: it's over 10,000 girl
1: what
0: we've been listening to over 12,000 times what hey, that is 1,000 listens Per month. That's amazing. That's crazy. And I listen that's to awesome. our shit a lot, but certainly not enough to make us 12, Right, not that much. Me
2: too. $12,000.
1: $12,000.
2: $12,000. $12,000. If we had a that's dollar. A, that's a Kia Rio. A
0: <laughs> that is a Kia Soul, honey. So that means that it's about 360 times that our... Episodes get listened to on average. Yes. Mm. It's been such a crazy fun ride and we've had a lot of our we have a lot of favorite moments. So Wait, you I, said
1: twelve thousand? Twelve thousand. Oh, that's more than the showed up at Donald Trump's inauguration. Ooh. Blip, blip,
0: blip. Thank you. So Carlos, what was yeah. one of your favorite um, moments on the podcast?
2: So one of my favorite moments. Over the course of the last year, I really loved all of the work that we did on the Final Fantasy themed. Oh episode. yes, yes. Um, we took a a risk and did some scripted drama, and we tried on some different voices. I gave you accents. A plenty. I gave you womanly voices, like more womanly than what you're listening to right now. So you're welcome. And, well, one, and, and one with of a those... little sweetener from from our good friend JoJo <laughs> yes. here on the on the editing board. Uh, but one of one of those women was very special. Someone who has followed us throughout the podcast, <laughs> and that is none other than Svetlana. Svetlana, Svetlana with the bad tweets svetlana with the bad uh, acai bowls yeah um but we killed svetlana in the final fantasy episode although she has managed to rear her ugly head again if you listen to a couple episodes back in the doctor's office of zachary aries but i would love for us to listen to the death of svetlana in our feeling the final fantasy episode Our heroes have finally made it to the White Hat Empire Headquarters where they now stand off against their final foe.
1: us the crystals and we'll let you live.
2: You sound very confident, heroes of light. But what makes you think that you all can win this battle? Especially after I wear you down with a long philosophical rant about something like the very nature of existence or death or being woke with nobody around to help
0: you. She's right, Jonathan. We can't do this alone. We need our listeners to help us out by sharing this and any other episodes of the podcast that they may have enjoyed
1: up until this point. I mean, I feel like I can fight this bitch just fine without... Because your ass ate all the food at the last inn that we were at. Oh my god. I am a growing black mage, so... Enough of this! (laughs) Listeners!
0: Help us defeat our true enemy by sharing this QPOC life with your friends. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and SoundCloud. Go to this thisqpoc.life to leave us feedback and interact with us on Twitter. We are at this QPOC life. And now, Svetlana, suffer our final attack!
2: What? What is this? This immeasurable power.
0: No! Bam, bitch. Bitch kaboom.
1: We only had to fight her 3 times. Bitch <laughs> five.
0: Such a satisfying victory, yes. don't
2: you think? The bitch kaboom still makes me
1: laugh. I know it was my line and I shouldn't laugh at my own jokes, but that still makes me laugh. Oh, the production God. was just great. Like, yeah, it was Jonathan all brought there. in the
0: music. Um, I, I, uh, I was like, you know what, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And so I got a bunch of background sound effects. I don't know how I found all of those battle sounds, but I did. Like something from Lord of the Rings. Ingenuity. It was just, it was so much fun to do that episode. The
1: episode was just really great, though. Like, I like talking about, I wish we would, in the first year, we would do more. Like, maybe moving forward, we can really let our geek show, because I know specifically people who are my friends who reach out. And not only do they listen to the podcast regularly and say things like, oh, I like this, I like that, LOL at this, but like, they're also high key gamers so they really appreciate that type of content
0: amazing that moment also happens to be our dear favorite listener Rafi uh, Rafi specifically said that that was their favorite moment over the past year of podcast so
2: thanks Rafi thanks for believing in me Tyra
0: I mean Rafi mm-hmm. uh, Jonathan what was one of your favorite moments
1: oh definitely when we had Cassandra Callum mm-hmm from Once on This Island, up in this place. For Once on This Podcast. For Once on This Podcast. And, I mean, that whole episode was just one of my favorites. But I just remember this one part when we discussed, you brought up the fact that, like, she had mentioned you don't really make that much money on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And... She just went. She
0: went. Just, she went ham. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I guess we could talk a little bit more about what you just said a little later on because, like, a lot of people think that when you have a Broadway gig, like, you're rolling in bank. Baby, that's and what I thought. That's not <laughs> right, and that's not no, the case. You no, no,
1: I've been lied to. You Bamboozled. A bamboo? Run amuck. Just somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Hoodwinked! The wolf. I mean, just
0: over my ass, baby. I don't. Cassandra, you need to come back. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You on the website? I want to meet you. You're on the website. Come back. Because the listeners are saying that they are looking forward to our interaction. Right. So let's get you to wiggle on over here, Mama.
0: Um, one of my favorite moments um, also involved one of our favorite frequent co hosts, Mary Martha. Oh, Mary Martha. The first time she joined us. And taught us all to play the ultimate clapback. Yeah, oh, I know
1: where you're going with she this already. Of,
2: she was one of our first guests, or maybe yeah. like our second guest. Yeah, yep. yeah, she sure
0: was. Yeah. Yep. Wow. You know that that hard work Jonathan does to get us some 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 good guests. Mm. You know, I try. Jonathan does give good guests. Mm. Community know? outreach. Yes. There you go. And I do something here. <laughs> so Carlos decided to try to come from my edges, and in in. It, as part of
2: the spirit of the game, as a learning process for ourselves and the children.
0: Go, and get, like,
1: go get that game.
0: And like the Bible said, don't come for your neighbor's edges before you've Before you've you gathered your own. Right. <laughs> the clap
2: is cigarettes are bad for your health. Oh, please. Like your ashy elbows.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you in? <laughs> Thank you.
2: Thank you. So you'll uh, pick up a yellow. You should always have five. Now you're going to
0: pick up this pink card and you're going to say what's well, on the card to one of us. All right. You, you want to say we'll, it to me? Yeah, I'm going to bring this around to Mary Martha. When I was a teenager, I handled my responsibilities. Did you? Um, I don't have anything in my hand. You handled your responsibilities.
2: What? I have nothing in my hand. <laughs> you handled your responsibilities and you got plenty of diseases too.
0: Oh! <laughs> <laughs> See, <laughs> Mary and Mary Martha came back with the, was at me with that one. Delivery delivery, I was not prepared. Where it was the tone, I was just not prepared. It
2: well, but well, we love Mary Martha, and Mary Martha has added so much to the show. She sure and I'm has. so glad that she's a part of our rotating panel of amazing hosts. And um, I love. One of my favorite things about Mary Martha is that she will take a, like Zachary in many ways, she will take a hard left (laughs) that that no one was anticipating. But, you know, it's fun because then you just kind of go on the ride with her a little bit. And then eventually we get back to where we need to get back to. Mm. Um, And that's that's what I love about her. She keeps me on my toes. She keeps me fresh.
0: You know, (laughs) we've had. A list of really, really amazing guests.
2: Yeah, really yeah. cool guests for year one, right? Yeah. As like an yeah.
1: upstart startup, <laughs> right. right? We've got some good guests. People on the come up, people that are up
0: there. That are yep. Up there. Yep. So our first guest, our very first guest, when we were still in the mini studio, yes, was none other than Michael Kilgore, whose career is exploding right yes. now. Yes. We're very, very happy for him. Well, he
1: declared it. He's one of those people that you have to watch mm-hmm. because Michael Kilgore said year 2018 was going to be the year of the sleigh. I think he even announced it on this podcast. I think so. And look at everything he oh, did he's, in 2018.
2: He's doing so well for himself, getting He recognized. sang with Shoshana
0: Bean. He was on Jesus Christ Superstar yeah. with, with, uh, with, with the John legend. legend cast. Jesus.
1: So he won a, a whatever they won then. Mm-hmm. Huh? What was the award they won for that telecast?
2: An the Emmy? Emmy?
1: Yeah, an Emmy. Probably won an Emmy Award for oh, that. Oh, so the two of you shared that in common, your Emmy oh, Award Oh, yes. <laughs> We're Emmy Award winning.
0: Look at that. <laughs> so here, here's a little clip of us singing... I'm reclaiming my time you talk about with the
2: Michael I've done but I'm, I'm reclaiming, reclaiming my, my time. time yeah you want to speak on the battles I've won but I'm, I'm reclaiming, reclaiming my, my time Ooh, uh, that's another why I brought you here to share I'm, I'm reclaiming, reclaiming my, my time uh, don't read my resume cuz I was there I'm, I'm reclaiming, reclaiming my, my time. time oh I Reclaiming
1: my time. I forgot what's Reclaiming last... oh. my time. It's so a vamp. That's that's, it. It. that's when I knew we had credibility because we just were able to sing that. Like, there was no rehearsal. It was just like, here's your note, here's your note, and here's your note.
2: Yes. Okay. And, and I'm really happy because that was, we were very early on the Maxine Waters train before a lot of other people started it. Mm-hmm. And so... I'm glad that we were able to really claim that space very early. And we still are moderators. We the, are the creators and, and moderators. Of the nieces and
1: nephews of Maxine Waters' Facebook page. Which lately, a lot of Trump supporters have been trying to get into. Yes, but you know what? And we have been denying you those people. You have been denied every single one of you motherfuckers. And there so were a few I. people who have
2: been posting some off topic shit. So I and went ahead also, and deleted and okay. went
1: with the blockening. That's exactly what happens. Too. I'm
2: so sorry. It says right but, at the top. Without prejudice.
1: It <laughs> it <says> it. happening. <laughs> And low key, when some people even try to, and then look, if I look on there, and I can tell. Right. I can tell. I'll look <laughs> at your Facebook you profile. Can
2: tell.
1: If you deserve to be at it's the, right. the if nieces and invited of, to the cookout or not. Right. So let that be known. <laughs>
0: Uh, So some other really amazing guests we've had. We've had Terry Torrington of Slay TV. Recently, we had Jorge Olivares on the show. It was such
2: a great interview. I'm so glad. I hope you can come
0: back fantastic interview. We had Justin and Adrian of For the Culture Podcast.
1: Yes, Justin and Adrian. And
0: perhaps a little controversially, not long after that, we had
1: the Todrick Hall interview. (laughs) We sure did. That whole timeline of events was (laughs) just like... That was insanity. How did we find ourselves in the middle of all of that?
0: Right? I, yeah, but the answer—the p- answer is Jonathan Gibbs because yeah. he's That's a messy out. bitch. Because <laughs> you came—you
2: came into those Twitter mentions very quickly, very oh, yeah. quickly.
1: I swiped the opportunity, and it was so
2: much fun. And that was a really interesting experience for all of us because we had to pull it together so quickly—less than
1: twelve we introduced, hours.
2: We introduced—we we had a video component because we actually recorded that for video, yep. and we were able to get that on our YouTube. And um and at the time we had we didn't ha- we were down Zach and we didn't have Pedro in the room and so we had to we
1: had to repurpose my friend <laughs> who was visiting <laughs>
2: producer James for the day uh, but he loved it he was and he was a huge super fan of Could it. you
1: imagine right. just traveling to New York to visit your friend and then your friend is like. So you so really you like X Y Z? We had to call,
2: and he was like, uh, he was so geeked. I mean, and that was his first time in New York. Like, wow, that was like very magical for him. What a blessing! So, and I know James listens, still listens to the podcast. So shout out to James. Hey, James. I liked James. Hey boo, hopefully we're friends on Facebook still. Hopefully, he'll come back uh, to New York and visit soon. He just yes, recently he just recently moved to Nashville, Tennessee. And he's Y'all doing right. well. um, yeah, all right, vote. Yeah, I was like, Bish, did you tell register? your
1: congregation? And, and before that, he was
2: in. Uh, Uh, He was in Florida. Florida. So, like, in either state, he was like doing really well. I'm like, bitch, you better go vote. All right. So, thank you, James. No. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we know our follower count, <laughs> but we're
0: good. We're,
2: blessed. No, we're I, so I, blessed. I first of all, I just think this is so cool. When I got a tweet yesterday um, saying that he, would I like to be on the show, and it was just so ironic that I was going to be coming into town the next okay. day. And I appreciate y'all doing everything you had to do to like squeeze this in and come in and have your crew here. And shout out to whoever's behind the camera. <laughs> That's James. I'm producer
1: James. I'm producer James.
2: <laughs> (laughs) That I have a shirt on that I want to borrow. (laughs) He'll
0: give it to you. He loves you. That was a really cool moment. Tadric was really nice to us and super generous. Let us stay and watch the show.
1: Had us in the in the dressing room, you know, getting wow. his haircut. He was no, He's he was dressing. really, he, he, was, he was super down to earth. Yeah,
2: and he was he was very gracious, even after I sort of accidentally shaded one of his friends.
1: Wait, <laughs> what was that? Oh, because we saw Kinky Boots earlier that summer, right?
2: And his friend at the time, Kristen Maldonado, who is one of the singers in Pentatonix as well. For those of you who are, Are we going to tell this story. <laughs> I am going to tell this. This is the secret behind the scenes. This was, was no a face crack. Oh, this Lord. is the face crack of entry. So picture it. We're in the dressing room and we're sitting on the couch and Todrick is, I think he was getting his hair done a little bit. And he's like in the mirror. He's got the barber behind him starting to do the hair. And he was talking about how he was going to visit his friend, Kristen Malinato after the show tonight, because he, he was going to go see her in kinky boots the next day. And we're like, Oh my gosh, we just saw her. And then he was like, how did she do? And I was like, she wasn't that great. She was a good singer. Before you knew that. He didn't say his friend. He didn't say his friend. Yeah. I was like, Oh, she wasn't that great. And then he's like, Oh, Oh yeah, like she's one of my best friends. And he was like, I, he
1: was like, I guess I'll have to I guess give have her to give pointers the, or the something. Feedback, and yeah. I was
2: like, um, <laughs> I mean, she was enjoyable. I mean, she's, I to of, backtrack as <laughs> she's an amazing singer. I, I mean, was just like, oh my god, you all. My face was—I've never been this cracked, and normally I'm pretty good at like getting my shit out of my shit. But no, I was just—it was, was like, like, like I was about
0: ready to break out like the the ceramide cream for you, girl. Right, you were was, like. Your face was on um, the. The bloop of the week was me.
1: <laughs> that week, from my perspective, it was like in Japanese anime when the background just goes black <laughs> and like has that windled.
2: <laughs> oh, I was going to be the the Japanese anime
0: with like the giant sweat. Oh yes, it was like definitely that, that uh, moment. Camera 10. cuts to a wide, and everybody has a sweat <laughs> beat over there.
1: <laughs> Ooh, Jesus!
0: It's, it's really been. A wonderful, wonderful year. We've also had the Gay Latino Caucus join us in here Mm -hmm. and some friends of Jonathan's for having very important conversations about queer Asian identities, which are among our most listened to episodes. Do you all want to do a countdown of our top five episodes? Yes. Okay. So who wants to take number five?
1: Number five, colorism in the queer Asian community. I really enjoyed that one. It was really fun.
0: Number four was... For the Culture Podcast, when we had Justin and Adrian right here in this room to talk to us about For the Culture Podcast.
2: <laughs> and I sadly was not a part of that because we didn't have enough space in the room, So, oh. but it was a great episode and I enjoyed it. Our number three top episode is The Ultimate Clapback, where we had our friend Mary Martha, we yeah. got to play some Ultimate Clapback, and we just had a good old time. And this was very early in the mini studio, so the quality is... Lower, yeah, go back to some today. of those, mm-hmm.
1: those older ones and it's like, But wow.
2: we had a wonderful time.
1: Sure quality. To... Lots of laughs. Co- yeah, quality of content, I'll say. Number two was World AIDS Day. And you know, that's just super important for all of us, no matter what. But it particularly hits close to home for me, obviously, because I'm HIV positive. Mm-hmm. But I'm living my life and thriving, girl. So I hope that we can uh, do a good one this year um, and that we can continue to push the stigma away from people living with HIV AIDS.
2: Yes, and, and, and encourage people to protect themselves and to think of safer sex options and also PrEP. We talked a little bit about that during World AIDS Day and my experience mm-hmm. with that. And uh, again, helping to make the world a safer place one day at a time.
0: we want to do number one together?
1: Sure. sure. Are you ready? You ready? Which one was it? I wonder. I wonder. Mm. It's actually one that I didn't... <laughs> I Think did would not expect it. this one <laughs> I mean, either. Yeah.
0: The most listened to episode of this QPOC life is...
1: Fuck the, the Mayflower. Mayflower,
0: the Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving spectacular, <laughs> which is probably like one of the hardest ones to listen to because it was the like I just remember the setup. It because, was like yeah, we were we were it was I had it was really mics. loud. Yeah, yeah. Was there a fan going on the whole time or something? There was because I yeah. I had mics hung up in yeah. my living room over our dining table
2: and we were just seated in a row like the Last Supper. Right? Like,
0: yeah, <laughs>
1: past the greens
0: <laughs> because so like our. Our our light fixture in my living room, I'm probably like spilling a little bit of my own tea right now, but like it's supposed to be a ceiling fan, but it started like the ceiling fan started breaking down after a while because it had been up there for over 15 years. Okay. So it just started wobbling. (laughs) Oh my. So we took the, we took the blades down. But the fan, like the the motor, still runs when oh. you turn the lights on, and we we can't turn it off.
1: Oh, okay. I was like, wait, where's this going? Okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> that's why it's so noisy. On that but test. it was such a good time, and the food was. And I good. met Merlin.
1: Yes, Merlin, the Merlin cat. the cat. The food was good, and uh, that was probably. I just remember that I listened to that one, and uh, me and Zach were like, "Who is that little kid on the wall?" <laughs> We had like the same who are these reaction. Children, who and are it was these just, children? One oh. just one person. one children, one time, children. and he he's <laughs> half loud. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just the same reaction. It's so funny, <laughs> but okay.
0: Oh, those were great times. Uh, so once again, this is a moment where we say thank you, thank yes, you for every a great year. Single one of you who takes your time to listen to us ramble and rant and rave and kiki it's it's a test of patience sometimes it
1: is Mm -hmm. but we're glad that you're here with us and that you can use our self-care or i should say you can use us as a form of self-care
0: you all and with that our time together on this QPOC Life sadly must come to a close normally we take this time to say a special thank you to our guests but it cannot be said enough thank you for joining us week after week after week even when we're not on for a week or two or three three months
1: (laughs) (laughs) people gotta take breaks y'all that's true that's but, true. But thank
0: you for sticking with us. Thank and you,
1: listeners. We appreciate you, viewers.
0: We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. But now, it is time for us to say goodbye. To say farewell. I am Joe Lee. I'm
1: Carlos. I'm Jonathan. And this was this Cupac Live. This Cupac pop- Live. Oh, they're gonna kick us out of the building.
0: This Q-pop life. This, life. This, life. this
2: life. this episode of This CUPAC Life was recorded at Brick Arts Media in downtown Brooklyn, New York. Remember, you can talk to us at This CUPAC Life on social media and our website www.thiscupac.life. You can also email us using ask at this That's A-S-K at this dot life. If you enjoyed the show, please share us with your friends and rate us on Apple Podcasts and Facebook. And thank you for being a part of This Cupock Family.